welcome to Transparency Talk with Nikia Preval. I'm your host, Nikia. Now let's get transparent. Welcome back. And for first-time listeners, thank you for joining and tuning in to Transparency Talk with Nikia Preval. I'm your host, Nikia, and I appreciate you for tuning in and listening to what I call my audio journal. Um, So we are actually just going to dive right into today's topic. Um, It's very personal to me and a bit emotional, but I'm sure I'll get through it. Um, So before I even start today's topic, let me deliver my flowers. Um, For first time listeners, I use this platform and podcast to deliver flowers to those who have inspired me, motivated me, and simply been very transparent in a matter that allows me to grow and allows me to see things for what they are and they don't sugarcoat it and water it down. Uh, So today I am delivering my flowers to my aunt, Claire Jones. Um, I don't know. She's my aunt, but growing up, I felt like she was a big sister. Um, I truly admire who she is. I admire who she has become. Um, She's a wife. She's a mother. And she doesn't take that role and a grandmother. I just forgot about Little Sage. So she has transformed into so many different roles and she wears those very proud. Um, Claire, as many family members know her as Miss Clairol. Um, She walks the walk, but she is going to make you look when she walks. She has a great sense of fashion. Um, She's a hell of a event planner. Um, She can transform a room to make it into something that no one even thought possible. Um, So to my Aunt C, which is what we grew up calling her, um, I thank you for your honesty. I thank you for teaching me a lot of things, and I never really gave you credit for that. I thank you for allowing me to um, open up a little bit more, allowing me to see my beauty um, and to remove a lot of those insecurities that were just simply self-inflicted. And you saw the beauty in me and you brought it out. Um, You're there when I need you, uh, when I call. There's hours of conversations. So, again, I never looked at her as my aunt. I just looked at her as being my big sister. So, to Aunt C, I thank you and I appreciate you. So, enjoy your flowers. With that being said, let's get transparent. So, as I stated, this topic is going to be a little emotional for me because it's about me. Um, 
I struggle with different topics that I want to discuss because I said to you guys in the beginning, I don't want to just speak on things just to water it down or just for the sake of saying we're going to talk about this today. I wanted to have some type of feeling in the topics that I discuss. And I didn't want to give you a simple rundown on things. So today's topic is a letter to my younger self. And I am going to be 44 in three weeks. And I am truly proud of the woman that I've become and that I will become as I get older and wiser. Um, But I honestly didn't think that I would get to where I am. And I say that because I was always very insecure, very insecure about my looks because when I was younger, I was very skinny. And I would see girls in high school and they got boobs and they got ass. And I'm just flat from front to back. And that weighs on you. And I didn't feel as though I fit in. I knew people. I wouldn't consider myself to be the popular girl. um, But I knew people. Um, So when... In high school, I think that's when my insecurities were at its highest. Um, I think that when I look back, I beat myself up because I wish someone would have said to me, you're enough. You're okay." But I never divulged my insecurities. I knew how to wear it and disguise it that no one would ever be like, oh, she's insecure. I would have relationships. I don't even know if they call relationships. You had a boyfriend or a girlfriend in high school. But even in junior high school, I played off of people's opinion about me. And I remember uh, I was dating this guy, William Donovan. And he was a really nice guy. Nice. And people picked on him because of the way that he looked. I saw past it, but I would get picked on because I said he was my boyfriend. And it's sad, but true. I was young, like 14, 15 years old. Of course, you're going to worry about what other people think. And I remember telling him like two months in, I'm like, I got to break up with you. He didn't do anything wrong. I just, I couldn't do it. So then I start dating a guy on the basketball team, Kareem Phillips. His old country ass. But he was nice. He was good looking. And he sat at the popular guy's table. So, but again, we're 14, 15 years old. And there was this one girl, for whatever reason, 
always felt a need to try to disturb anything that I had. And she went out her way for Kareem. And I'll never forget this in the hallway. And he says, um, someone said you cheating on me. That you dating somebody in the high school. And I'm like, the hell are you talking about? The guy you referring to, I dated him last year. But I knew at that point it was Camilla that told him that. And I never forget, I went looking for her. And that created animosity towards her and I for years. For years. And looking back on it now, I get it. I didn't see my value. I didn't see my worth. But she did. And I got to thank her for that. Because she saw something in me that I didn't. So... Throughout high school and junior high, I was miserable, literally miserable. Um, I didn't have a boyfriend in high school. Um, I was a loner. I guess that's the best way to describe it. Um, Again, I knew people. People knew me. But as far as like me going to the parties and me hanging out, I didn't do it. Um, Even the prom, I only went because everyone said it was something that you were supposed to do. I could have stayed my ass at home. I had a miserable time. My date sucked. And I was just over it. But at least I can say I went. So now I'm dealing with a lot at home. And again, you have to think I was able to wear it that no one knew there was home issues. My mother was in a marriage that she wasn't completely happy in. And it took a lot. It took a lot. And I wanted to get as far away as I could. I wanted to go away And reinvent myself. I wanted to go where no one knew me. And I could start my own life. That didn't end well. Because I decided I'm going to go to school in Virginia. And I'm going to figure out life. So I chose Virginia State. And needless to say, 12 people from my high school attended that school. So, so much for reinventing myself, so much for no one knowing me. And the worst part is the people that did attend were people I didn't care for. And that's the God's honest truth. I didn't care for them. And I think what it is is that at 18, 19 years old, You're still trying to figure out life and you carry the bullshit from high school to college. If, in fact, you know people. And again, 
I think people saw things in me that I didn't see. And they were very um, vindictive. Um, They were under the impression that they were better. And that's fine. Um, I think that sometimes you have to use that as a defense mechanism for you to control your insecurities. I get that now. I didn't get that back then. And for the first year, I was living life. I was meeting guys. I was meeting new people. But there was still a part of me that was not happy. And then my insecurities would just peek out every now and then. And when they showed up, they showed up in a way that it made it very hard for me now to want to be around people. So I would, you know, go back to becoming a loner. And that was upsetting to me because I'm like, if I'm going to do that, I could have stayed my ass in New York. And I remember meeting Aaron. And Aaron is from Virginia. He's from Chesapeake. And that was a connection for me because my great-grandparents lived in Chesapeake and I would go there every summer. So to me, that was a connection that we can speak on. And Aaron was cool. Uh, He was a friend. And I should have accepted that there was going to be nothing past being a friend. And I didn't for the first six months, seven months. Nope, that's a lie. Let me back up. When I went to Virginia, I had a boyfriend. And my boyfriend, who lived in Connecticut, was like, we're going to be together. I'm going to come to Virginia. I'm going to come and see you. Well, I'm 18, 19 years old. I'm like, whatever. This dude's not coming. And lo and behold, he did. He came from homecoming. I had already met Aaron. And I didn't tell Aaron that I had a boyfriend. So I remember my boyfriend calling me and saying, I'll be there on Thursday. I said, where on Thursday? He goes, I'm going to be at your school on Thursday. So I'm like, oh, shit. (laughs) Now I got to tell Aaron he can't come around me. Keep in mind, Aaron and I were like, um, we weren't boyfriend and girlfriend, but the majority of my time was spent with him. And I remember telling him, I'm like, yo, you can't come around me because my boyfriend's coming for homecoming. And he looked at me and he was like, boyfriend? I'm like, yeah, I have a boyfriend back home. So at that point, Aaron was like, yeah, friend zone, it is. And we remained friends up until last year, two years ago. Um, so it's interesting. <laughs> I can laugh at it now, but it's interesting to see how Again, I didn't see my worth. I didn't see my value. So therefore, me telling him I had a boyfriend 
I didn't think it was going to bother him that much because he really wasn't trying to holler at me like that. So we ended up breaking up anyway. Like he broke up with me. I think he came to my school to break up with me. That was the longest as ride to break up with somebody. Shout out to Sean. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to remember his last name. Sean Coleman? No, it's not Coleman. I'll figure it out. I'll put it on the chat one day. Anyway. Um, and I end up meeting someone who was like a rock star to me. I met this guy, Sherman, and Sherman changed everything. Like, everything about him was swag. From the car he drove, and he didn't even go to the school. But everything about him was just swag. And I was attracted to that. But I didn't really know what being in a relationship really was. I'm 18, 19 years old. I'm still trying to figure out life and everything that it comes along with it. And when I finally came into my own, I didn't want to be with him. So, but that relationship was like, two, three years in. So essentially, I grew up with him. And I wanted to experience life. I didn't want to experience being a girlfriend because in reality, Sherman was my first boyfriend. And I made a decision that I wasn't happy and I wanted to go home. So my sophomore year, I left. And went back to New York. But it was tough because I have now been on my own for two years. I was taking care of myself, essentially. Granted, my mother was putting money in the account. But I had to navigate life without her. And learning to figure these things out was not easy. Um, and then I came home and then I got like little jobs here and there, but I was never completely satisfied. So I'm like, well, if I go back to school, maybe things would be different. Well, it was different because everyone that I left had changed. I changed and I couldn't go back to the old friends that were there. So I had to find a way to make new friends. Um, and I did, and I'm grateful for that experience, but I just realized that being there just wasn't for me, and I came home. And I really started to dive into who I am. And I started working. I had a you know decent job, and now I'm like 21. I want to say no. 22 actually might have been 23 and now I'm navigating through life back home trying to figure out who I am 
who I want to become and not what everyone else would say that I am or who I should become. And that was very hard for me because I suffered from approval addiction. Whatever family thought it would be best, that's what I did. And if I dated someone that they didn't like, I broke up with them because I wanted to fit with what my family thought was best. And I did that all the way up until like 24. Actually, that's a lie. I did it up until I was in my 30s. And when I was 24, I met Jalen's father. And Walter, he wasn't a bad guy. I just knew he wasn't for me. I don't know if that makes sense. I knew. Um, our relationships with our family was different. Our outlook on family was different. He was a loner as well, but to the point that he was so seclusive that I couldn't even be a part of his life. And we played games in that relationship. We both did. I think it was, I want you, but I want you at a distance. I only want to keep you, but keep you so far. And we played that game up until I found out I was pregnant with Jalen. And at that point, we weren't even together. We were still sleeping together, but we weren't together. And I remember him saying, I'm not ready to be a father. Okay, well, you're good. You don't have to be a father. I made the decision to have this baby and I'm going to do it. And then I guess he thought, well, if we get back together, things would be better. But I never conformed to that idea. I knew he wasn't the person I wanted to be with. And I left. I moved back in with my mother. And at 25, I had my son. And nothing else mattered to me. No one else mattered to me other than my son. And I maintained. I worked. I was taking my son to daycare. And, but Walter kept poking his head. And he's like um, a little kid. He likes to poke the bear. So he would do stupid shit to get my attention. And one thing about me, don't, don't feed for my attention. It's not going to end well with you. And it didn't. And to this day, he still tries to poke the bear. My son is almost 19 years old. He'll be 19 next month. But he does little stupid shit to get my attention. And then when I give him my attention, it doesn't end well for him. So I am now a single mother, 25, working, taking care of my son. And Aaron and I reconnect. And Aaron and I were good until he found out that I had a child. And he was upset because I never told him I was pregnant. Well, I didn't think I needed to. You're not my man and we're not trying to be with each other. And we attempted to work on something 
no idea what it was. He was in Texas by this point, and I'm in New York. And I wasn't moving to Texas, and he wasn't moving to New York. And But I liked the emotional relationship that I had with him because I didn't have to see him every day, but I can communicate with him and be done with it until that wasn't enough for me. And I met Jordan's father, who was way older than he initially told me he was. And when I found out how actually old he was, I was pissed. But that was my fault because I didn't do my due diligence in finding out what I needed to know about this man. He was a fallback plan. And I'll be honest, he was not someone that I set out to say he's going to make my life so much better. It was to the point that I was going to marry this man. Because at 26, 27, a lot of my friends were already getting married. So the idea that I needed to be like everyone else transpired from a teenager into my 20s. Because I never dealt with the shit when I was younger. So now I'm pregnant with Jordan. I'm miserable. And I don't want to be with him anymore. And I don't know how to tell him I don't want to be with him. Until one day he did something stupid. And I was like, yo, fuck out. We good. So now at 28, I have... Two children, two different men. I'm struggling and I'm living on my own and I'm still trying to navigate life. But now I have two responsibilities that require more attention than I could even give to myself. So I found a way to just push back all my issues. And just navigate the best way I could. Fast forward. I get a really good job at Olympus. Great job. Great salary. And it was going to take care of me and my kids. And I meet this guy. He wasn't the most attractive. He was all right. But he gave me his time. So we started to communicate. We start dating. And... I just noticed he was moving funny, like always accusing me of cheating, always trying to bring me down, and I couldn't figure it out. And then I get pregnant. And I remember crying. I've never cried the two times that I have found that I was pregnant. That time I cried because I knew I had to make a decision. And it wasn't going to be one that I was going to be happy with. And I remember it was my birthday. And Aaron left a message on my voicemail wishing me a happy birthday. (sighs) I didn't get my phone. My ex And you notice I won't say his name because he doesn't deserve to be acknowledged. But he's part of my history and I have to own it. He checked my voicemail while I was in the bathroom. 
And he asked me who the guy was. And I said, just one of my friends from school. And he punches me in my face. In front of my kids. And I remember crying and now he's hitting me in front of my kids. And I'm pregnant with his child. I remember my neighbor heard what was going on and called the cops. So they asked him to leave. I got dressed. I took my kids to daycare. I put on my best face and I went to work. Keep in mind, we worked together. Well, for the same company. And throughout the day, he kept trying his best to tell, how, tell me how sorry he was. And I just, him putting his hands on me was one thing. Him putting his hands on me in front of my kids was something totally different. And I remember that day I made an appointment to terminate my pregnancy. And that was the hardest, hardest thing I've ever had to do. To this day, I regret it. To this day. Because I knew if I would have stayed with that man, with the baby, I would have never been happy. Or I might not be here right now. He could have killed me. Because his jealousy ran that deep. But I can't put it on him because a lot of things that he was doing, he cheated. But my insecurities showed up again. But now they are at its highest peak because I have two kids. Who's going to want someone with two kids? What's my mindset? Well, he did. So. I guess I'm good. But because I had daddy issues, I accepted the terms and conditions of the relationship that I created. I created this relationship. So I have to own it. At least that's what I thought. I ended that relationship and I said I was going to take time for myself. And I did. I focused on my boys. I got promoted at my job. And I was actually in a good place. And then I meet another insecurity. And I'm off and on with him for five years. No babies, thank God. But the emotional issues that came into that relationship really brought my insecurities to full view for me because I had to evaluate why am I with this man what is he doing for me that I can't do for myself what is he bringing the table that I can't bring myself off and on for five years and it's a scary thing because my weight went up and down. I never forget he told me, you were the biggest woman I've ever dated. So what do I do? I lose weight. Not for me, for him. And then when we break up, I struggle with the weight because now I'm eating out of 
all the insecurities that have now come to my face. It's a scary feeling because the things that I never addressed as a teenager has now shown up as an adult. And I cannot blame any of my exes. I cannot. Because I brought them into my life. I introduced them to who I was. I accepted their terms and conditions. I can't be mad at them. And it's a sad thing to look at it as a young woman. And I battled these things alone. But that was by choice. It's not like I didn't have family and friends. I just felt like if I would bring things to people's attention, it would be, up. Oh, here's another failure. She's failed again. And I didn't want that. Not to say that they would have, but I felt like it was a possibility that they could. And I remember when I finally came to terms of being okay with who I was and accepting the past for what it was. It's the past. Move on. Because I think we bring a lot of our past into a lot of our future opportunities and they do not mix well. There's a saying, you can't serve two gods. So you cannot be miserable and then expect happiness at the end. It just doesn't work. And I meet my husband. And my life changed. For the better. Now, we have our issues. But our issues are not to the point that we can't speak about it. That we can't work through it. So, I honestly value and appreciate my husband for simply being him. He was not my past junior high school boyfriend. He was not my past college boyfriend. He came to me as a man. And people like, oh, you know, I said to you guys before, his love was different. Like it was tailored for me. But I think for me, all the relationship issues had nothing to do with me not being enough for the relationship. I just wasn't enough for myself. I didn't know who I was when I developed into a woman. I knew my name was Nakia, but I didn't know what that represents. And it took a lot of understanding and it took a lot of forgiveness on my part for me now to be able to hold my head and be proud of who I am and who I've become. And do I have my moments? Absolutely. I'm human. But I don't let those moments sit on the bookshelf for long. Because it's like there's so much more. For me, that me holding on to the past does absolutely nothing. It's a reminder and it gives me clarification on 
who I was then and who I am now. And I think when people say, oh, you've changed. Thank you. If I'm still that same person at 24 that I am at 44, that's a problem. And who wants to be around someone who doesn't want to evolve? Who wants to be around someone who doesn't strive to be better than they were the day before? So my journey has been so much of a learning process. And I don't miss the opportunities. And I think sometimes people think if they change the physical, it makes things better. So if I drop 70 pounds, I'm going to be happy. No, you're going to look good, but you're still going to be miserable. You're not going to be satisfied. And I think that's where you have to be able to love yourself where you are right now. Reward yourself for who you are right now. And then strive to be the person you know you're destined to become. And by doing that, you give yourself permission to let go of the past. And I am actually going to deliver my flowers once again to myself. So to Nakia, I thank you for all the rides that you and I have been on. I thank you for teaching me that I have a voice. And my voice is to be heard. I thank you for allowing me to strip down and see myself for who God made me to be. Not for who my junior high school adversaries thought I was. Not to the college chicks who thought they were better. But for you seeing who you are. You strive for greatness and you don't accept anything less than that. And you could not have been that person had you not gone through all the trials and tribulations. I thank you for being a mother, bringing three healthy, beautiful kids into this world. My greatest accomplishments, hands down. I thank you for Meeting a man who can see you sometimes when you don't see yourself and gives you that support that's necessary for you to be who you are. So to Nakia, thank you. All right, that's my time. So Thank you all for tuning in and it is Transparency Tuesday. So I thank you all for the messages and the followings that you guys are doing on Apple um, Podcasts and also on Instagram. And you can find me on Instagram. It's a transparency underscore talk and you can send me a message or you can comment on whatever post that I have and I'll definitely get back to you. So until next Tuesday, keep it transparent.